Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Techpedition podcast. I just want to say up top, there were some audio issues, largely on my part. So if you can hold on and stay with us, you can join in because there are still a lot of good nuggets to be had in this episode. So here we go. This is the Techpedition podcast where we usually talk about technology, tech news, video games, or whatever else we feel like talking about. Oh, yeah. Case point. Um, my name is Kerry Brown, and I'm here with my longtime co-host, Clarence. How is it going, brother? It is going quite great, sir. Quite great. Quite great. Uh, wonderful. You know, wonderful. Uh, you know, had the, uh, the Habsies week. The Habsies week, you know. Oh, have, yeah. 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 Uh, holiday in the middle of the week, so you know, you know how that goes. Yeah, I took Monday and Tuesday off, so I got to work Thursday, and I was like, um, what am I supposed <laughs> to be doing? <laughs> yeah, I got in the office, like, you know, half the people weren't there, but you know, that's how it goes. And ne- like these next, these two weeks are just short for me because, like, this coming week, I have to work Monday and Tuesday, and then we have the Kansas City Developer Conference, developer conference which starts Wednesday. Ah. Um, so I'll be doing that Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Um, so yeah, I'm going to last year. It, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I was supposed to come this year. Dang it. <laughs> yeah, we kind of forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, there's always next year. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, uh, has there been any tech happenings going on? This week, um, it's been kind of slow, hasn't it? Yeah, it's it's kind of been a bit of a slow burn or something. Um, so yeah, uh, I have a, I found a few things though. Um, I don't really know what I want to lead off with. Oh, yes, I do. Um, so um, you know we we as gamers and as longtime Steam users, I know we both been using Steam for a long time yes, ever since yeah. the Orange Box. Oh yeah, remember the Orange Box? Oh yeah. Which yeah. basically Valve forced you to install Steam to play Team Fortress Two. Basically, um, Carl loves that game. Shout out, Carl. Um, so basically, th- this whole time, like I've just been assuming that Valve's just been killing it, and they're selling like an ungodly amount of games. And apparently, over the last week, um, Valve's API apparently some people scan it to like get information. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> They have like public publicly accessible data, like the number of players for Steam games or whatever. But apparently, this past week there was a moment in time where they actually leaked, um, like Steam players and sales and stuff. Okay, so I'm guessing this didn't turn out as good as we thought it would be. Well, it's actually quite informative. Um, one of the games it, you you can kind of get some hard numbers of the, the amount of games they've sold. Um, of certain games up until I think July 1st was when this happened. Um, so just looking through the list, I mean, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, just to call out a few games that I play a lot, like, um, Rocket League on Steam, Rocket League sold about 10 million copies, which is pretty insane. What's the but time they do frame have, for this again? Um, I think this is. Everything until July 1st of 2018. Gee, oof. Yeah, that um, is kind of impressive. So, wow. yeah, it sold it sold a lot. Um, and we also <laughs> have, what else do we have up here? Gary's Mod, which has been around forever. I mean, since the Source Engine was released with Half-Life 2, that's apparently sold about 18 million copies. It gets better. Um, So, I don't see Grand Theft Auto. Okay, Grand Theft Auto 5 is on here. Now this is just on this is just on Steam. So wait, the sale numbers are actually higher than this. 
Mm. Go ahead. So, I'm sorry. So, so is that is that player estimate the amount of sales they got or the amount of people playing? Um, I believe it's the amount of people playing it on Steam, which okay. was kind of translate translates to yeah. you know if they're playing it on Steam, then roughly the amount they of had sales. to have purchased it on Steam to be playing yeah. it on Steam. So I'm I'm liking it. I'm likening it to sales numbers, though. I guess not necessarily that they're still numbers, sale numbers. Um, yeah. so yeah, but the ones at the top two, I did not expect to be there, which of course, you know, Valve Team Fortress <laughs> 2, that game's 50 million. Jesus. 50 million. The encounter. You know, you know, some of my friends always joke, you know, we always joke and say, um, uh, Valve used to make games and now they make money. <laughs> <laughs> this is, um, pretty insane. And, you know, we have classics like Team Fortress 2, Counter-Strike, Global Offensive, which have been around forever. Left for Dead 2 has been around forever. That was 23 million. Um, Warframe, 16 million, but that's a free game, so whatever. Skyrim, 13 million. But a game that is relatively new that we play from time to time, Player Unknown Battlegrounds, yeah. 36,604,134. Yeah. So that's how many people are playing that game on Steam. Which means that's how many people that have bought it on Steam, which makes sense since it's a Steam. It was still, a Steam that early. Number is ridiculous, though. Yeah, that that is like insane. Like I, I'm just trying to wrap my head around that. Like, what incentive do they have to finish the game if the game's not even officially released and they've sold 36 million copies? Yeah, yeah, that's at thirty dollars a pop. Let's so, do the math. <laughs> which they just they just discounted it. So yeah. this is kind of our estimate. So twenty nine ninety nine times thirty six zero 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 zero. That is <laughs> one they they have they have over one billion dollars in sales from PUBG. That's crazy. That's crazy. that is insane. Yeah, someone did get rich, Andy. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so insane. So let me, let, let, let me spin the question kind of premise on his head a bit. So what do we think about the siloization, siloization of um, game publishers in their own launchers? Because it just seems like it keeps getting more and more ridiculous. I mean, long gone are the days of just installing the game on your PC and launching it from clicking the typing it in and hitting the icon. You have to do the launcher, then do the game. I mean, are we okay with all of the games going into their own publisher-focused silos to be played and launched? Well, I mean, I think at this point it's kind of a just a normal thing. Like, I have Ubisoft, I have Origin, I have... It's ridiculous! <laughs> Bethesda has one, um, yeah. Blizzard has one, I haven't even counted Steam yet, so that's five right there that I have installed on my machine. I'm probably missing one. GLG has a launcher, but I just their games are DRM free. You buy them and you get an EXE and you don't even have to install that. So um that's nice. Uh did I say Epic? Yeah, Epic is one, of of course. Uh so that's six Epic. Um Yeah, it's 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 kinda yeah. nuts, man. It's kinda nuts, but at, at the same time, I understand. Like, I it, it is inconvenient for us, but I can understand why a publisher would not want to have their livelihood um dependent upon steam um for a number of reasons one which won't happen valve could go under and then they have to reissue all the games Two, valve could just start like raising their royalty rate or yeah. something and then they have to pay more per sale and, and, it's like and that's the thing like i don't know what the valve percentage is but i mean i I'm think like, it's i think it's like 
I think it's like 30%. It's a lot. Yeah, and that adds up when you're selling millions of copies. That <laughs> Why don't we just keep that money for ourselves? So uh, I guess I do get the reasoning behind it. And then Ubisoft, what's interesting is Ubisoft has their own launcher, but they still sell games on Steam. So like you buy a game on Steam and you launch it from Steam, then it launches the Ubisoft launcher, and then it launches the game. <laughs> oh. Shoot me now. Madness. It's madness, Shoot folks. Shoot me now. We live in interesting times. But I guess I guess that's enough about Valve. And I guess the moral of the story is Valve still makes a lot of money. So uh, Yes, Andy. You do need to make a video. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to pivot a little bit. Uh, video, well, reviews are all the craze. Reviews on Amazon, reviews on Netflix, reviews on whatever. Reviews, reviews, reviews. So... Did you even know that Netflix had written reviews? Written? Yeah, written reviews. Are you serious? They do. They do. (laughs) Written user submitted reviews. They're, they're canceling that, which they made this big announcement, but I don't even think it's really a big deal because like you just made the face. (laughs) I think most people don't even know they have them. I think it's more of a. a, So like, can you context that for me? Does that mean like you go, you go to to the. it was mostly it's mostly a legacy legacy thing. So you're not going to see the written reviews, of course, on the apps. Maybe if you go to the website, you will see them. But I th- I think I've even submitted a written review on Netflix back in the day. But as less and less people actually go to the website, I, I imagine 95 percent of people are launching Netflix from the app. Uh, they have totally gotten away from their user reviews. They said they they're going to put it into it, and it's all going to be star rating reviews now, which I think is probably more valuable than them so you know it's just a yeah piece, it's a piece of infrastructure they can get away from and focus on what really matters getting your star reviews so they can curate what the next best thing is you're going to watch which they do a pretty fairly good job most of the time yeah i, I do have to say um i recently resubbed to um <clears throat> netflix to start watching comedians in cars getting coffee um, because I wanted to see the Bill Burr episode, which was hilarious, by the way. I'm a big Bill Burr. I'm a big, I'm a huge Bill Burr fan. Like he's like my favorite comedian, and he is hilarious. He's very, he uses a lot of expletives, but he is hilarious, and he's no nonsense. He keeps real. But yeah, so and I started watching the the chef show that was the spinoff of Gerald Dreams of Sushi. Yeah, I think there's, I heard about that. Yeah. Chef's Table, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. I was watching, this, there's like a whole season of it where people just make like de- pastry dessert chefs. And <laughs> okay. it, it'll just make, well, all, any of those shows will make you hungry, but it's just really interesting to like, but anyway, yeah, so <laughs> um, those star reviews are really useful to me and, you know, you have the thumbs up and the thumbs down and um, yeah, well, I yeah. just, yeah, they Go even ahead. got yeah they uh, I, I said star review, but yeah, they even gotten away from the star reviews now and only have the thumbs up and thumbs down, which is pretty amazing. They can use those uh, analytics to kind of uh, uh, give you correct or mostly correct um, shows that they that you might want to watch. It's funny though, because I mean, <clears throat> back when I was actually still writing articles before I realized that people just scroll down to the end to see what the rating is and they don't bother to read what you spent hours writing. Oh, no, um, never. <laughs> we even actually, back when Techpedition was more of a um, article format site, yeah. we, um, we actually, I remember us having a discussion about this because it's like, what is a, what is, okay, on a 10, a scale from one to 10, what is a, what is a five really? 
Like, does that yeah. help anybody? I mean, it, it really boils down to did you enjoy this or did you not enjoy it? And like, yeah. I really struggled with that for a while. So the thumbs up, thumbs down thing, I really like, I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. And I think like reviews as a whole, I mean, getting away from the analytics and the way Netflix uses it. But if you just want to like, like go and read a review, I think now it's moved more to you find people who are like minded in the way you think. And you see that they like something. Oh, I'm probably going to like it too. So you can't just take a blanket review. Somebody can, it could be like a movie, movie purist that, you know, are all about watching all the Oscar movies and all this stuff. And their views couldn't be, they could be like totally different from yours. So, exactly. so you just need to find someone that you trust that kind of has the same, uh, tendencies or likes and dislikes that you have as far as movies or even video games go. And, you know, listen to that person. That's what I was just. <laughs> But great it, advice, great advice, great advice. Yeah. So, man, I do have to also move on to talk about a very sad moment. Uh, I don't. Have, I don't have anything to pour out right now. But uh, Toys R Us is dead, man. I would pour one out for Toys R Us, <laughs> but I just made a whole bit out of this, so I'm going to drink it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, dude, like, you know, I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, that's like, such a staple. We, yeah, such a staple. that's like a part of my childhood. Like that. Another part of my childhood has been ruined, much yeah. like the Cosby show. Oh, and- yeah, it's just sad. to <laughs> It's sad to walk into, you know, a dying Toys R Us. You know, um, half the store has been pillaged. <laughs> And you're going in to find a last minute, <laughs> last minute deal. Oh, and you see the big closeout <coughs> banner right below the Toys R Us sign. Oh man, sad, like man. And so we have a Babies R Us and Toys R Us here, and you're right. It's just really, really sad. And it's like it, we have this Walmart that's like by the hospital that my daughter Maya was born in. Mm-hmm. That I would go to while we were staying there. We stayed there for like a week and we'd go there and get stuff. And this Walmart was like the Walmart where Walmarts go to die. It was like the little, you remember the first Walmart that yeah. was in Brookhaven? It yeah. was like, it, it was like a little matchbox and yeah. like everything was just like, like that's what the Toys R Us reminded me oh, of is like, oh man, it was so sad. sad. And I saw a Reddit post where somebody, um, <laughs> Somebody had was going into a Toys R Us store that was closing and they they saw like this box sticking out from like under one of the shelves or the aisles and he pulled it out and it was this dusty Mario Kart 64 box. <laughs> and of course, the game was not inside. So it was something that somebody wanted somebody oh. skeefed the game and then stuffed the box under the aisle. Oh, God. So, so one thing that uh, Toys R Us did, they did their yearly, you know, Christmas big toy paper where you can go in and mark the toys you want for Christmas, you know, all this type of things. So, funny thing is, like, Amazon is going to do something very similar, uh, to kind of, kind of push, um, you know, going to Amazon and, you know, maybe something a little more tangible for kids to go in circle and, and leave on the table for the parents to find and maybe, uh, to know what, what, what they actually want for Christmas, which, you know, it's just funny, like how everything is just online. I mean, it's just online, like, um, just for things I wanted. I mean, <laughs> toys are related or not, you know, if I want to go buy a wash and dryer, I'm probably going to look online first before I go into Lowe's to, to actually see one physically. Or I might not even go there at all. I might just order it online and tell them to deliver it, you know? So it's, 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 it's a different world, man. It's a different world. It's so funny because, like, as you say that, I'm giggling because, like, if it was not for 
if it were not for like perishable food items, I would never go into a, a store, a physical store yeah. like ever. So and now like the Walmart here, they actually will. You can order your yeah. groceries and they'll bring them to you. So like even that's going away. Wait, bring it's, them to your house. Yeah, they'll deliver wow. them. Wow. That's we cool. haven't tried it yet, but they had like a little kiosk set up last time I was in our Walmart and they were just saying, hey, well, they have to because if they don't, yeah. Amazon and Whole Foods and like there's all these courier services now where you don't you can you don't even have to like leave your house to get McDonald's. Yeah. You just pay somebody two bucks and they go get it, which I don't still wouldn't want people to go pick up my food. That just kind of <laughs> weirds me out. Yeah. Which, oh man, it's so weird how things are flipping. I mean, if if something ever happens to Walmart, I, I feel like it's just going to be horrible because <laughs> it's like the last bastion of retail store to go in and buy things at man if something ever happened to walmart man we would just be screwed because first walmart came and shut down pretty much every mom and pop across the nation and, and they you, jacked their prices up <laughs> and, and now you're having amazon come around and do the same thing online it's just just craziness man it's a different world I'm just waiting to see on my news feed that like Amazon has purchased Walmart for like $54 billion in stock and cash. uh, Say it ain't so, Billy. uh, (laughs) That just scares me. Like, uh, you don't want anything like to be just under one company, like anything. So (laughs) it's getting that way, though. Yeah, unfortunately, sir. I'm actually, since we talked about that, I'm actually surprised that like, Amazon didn't like try to like buy Toys R Us or buy their name or something because there's like a gazillion stores. I mean, they could have. Well, they may have been too much in debt or something. You know, when you buy a company, you buy their debts, too. So, well, according to our article that we were looking at here, it does state that um, Amazon did consider. Uh, oh, they did. Yeah, they did consider buying uh, Toys R Us, but you know, it's a large retail undertaking. And, you know, when you're buying anything that's dying, um even though you are Amazon, if you're buying something that's a sinking ship, it's 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 kind of a you know a hard thing to swallow. So I don't too much blame blame them for not buying Toys R Us. You know, it would have gave them a large retail footprint, but uh, do they really want that physical retail footprint? It it comes with a lot of money spent and all these other things. So I think they're doing it the right way by starting slowly with their Amazon stores. Uh, what's the the Go stores where you don't have to actually pay in store um, or have actual cashiers? I think they're making a right right approach buying Whole Foods. So I mean, they made the right decision. <laughs> I just have one question though, like. To that end, how do you have six and a half billion dollars in sales and still fold? Like, how does that even work? Mm-hmm. They sold six and a half billion dollars worth of toys last year. Uh, but I think it's a downward trend. They're trending downward. Ugh. So, I mean, maybe th- last year was one of their better years, but they're definitely trending downward. Um yeah, I mean, Amazon, people buy stuff, buy toys off Amazon. I mean, you got to think how much, how many sales they've lost over the last 10, 15 years because of that, man. It's it's definitely changing. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, my turn. So, um, boop, 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 boop. So we, we may have hit on this before, but I wanted to bring it back up. Um, <clears throat> So apparently Google announced this is, they announced this last year. How do we miss this? That 
it will stop automatically scanning for and analyzing the text of your Gmail messages and target you with ads. But apparently Wall Street Journal released this article that app developers are still sifting through Gmail. Oh, um, boy. Apparently various um, third-party companies have gained users' permission <laughs> to wow. scan their inboxes. In some cases, they've even allowed human employees to read people's messages. So the, the the explanation for this is Google, they've been backsliding on privacy practices, and it came to the public like around the same time that the whole Cambridge Analytica thing that we won't really get into, it that like that's when it kind of came to light. So, you know, um, <clears throat> apparently this is something that you have to, I think, I believe now you have to opt into opt it. For, yeah. But... You know, you may want to just be careful um, because some applications um, that you download or if you have Google, like a Google phone, some applications that you download, you know how when you install applications like blah, 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 need your yeah. permission to blah, blah, yeah. blah. You you have to be really careful because you can inadvertently, you know, allow, yeah. just allow some company to read your email. Yeah, and so, you may not even know it. So, the, yeah. Yeah. so 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 my point of view on this, I think the web app itself should be freaking rock solid. You know, most people don't use a third party client to access Gmail on the desktop on the desktop. That so is true. I, so, I mean, I, I just think the web app should be absolutely rock solid. I'm glad that they're, they've removed ads because that always felt dirty about seeing ad, ads for in my Gmail. So I'm glad that's gone. <laughs> I know a couple of years ago, Microsoft came out with this anti Google campaign about Google's reading your emails thing. So I think that kind of <laughs> skewed them into changing some of this. But back to your point, like when you look at apps that you're installing on your phone, <laughs> I would, why would you use anything other than the Gmail app? It, I, I, I just don't trust nobody with my email, man. Well, well, one of the examples they gave, and I'm going to see if I can find this. One of the examples they gave is there's an app called Ernie that promises to save you money by scanning your inbox for evidence of purchases on items that have dropped in price so that you can get a refund or credit card or blah, 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 blah. So they not only scan your email, but they personal par- partners. It also partners with RetournPath to allow RetournPath to collect and process your emails as well. So RetournPath uses that data to tell its corporate clients, such as Overstock.com, about your email reading behavior so that they can hone and better target their marketing emails. So, like, this kind of runs deep. (laughs) It's it's a little bit more more, um, convoluted, but apparently, like I said, the centers around this company called RetournPath and the partners they have. It has 163 partner apps. Is this Apple? Go ahead. No, and what I was going to say is that it the the apps ask users for email, like we're saying, for email monitoring yeah. position per, per permission in, in exchange for some free service. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm going to see if I can find a list of all these applications so that we can maybe post them or something. So if you have one of these apps, you may want to remove it. Uh, but yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll do some more digging and see if I can find that. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, almost inclined to say like there shouldn't be any reading of email on any device. You know, if it's a third party email app, yes. they're 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 limited on what 
you know, the OS can do to stop that. But if they get, if they allow them to read into the Gmail app or read into the OS, OS email app, I think that's a problem. They should just like totally not allow that period. And if, if, if Apple allows this, I'll be hugely surprised. Is this like a, a, a Google thing? Like an Android thing? I think this is more an Android thing. Okay. Um, <laughs> Apple's gotten really, 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 um, They've clamped down a lot since the whole Facebook thing. They actually removed a bunch of apps from their store because they weren't, you know, they were shadily. I don't even know if that's a word. They were shadily handling people's data. So um, I would be surprised if this is an Apple problem. But if you have Gmail as your main mail app, you know, there may be some I don't know. But I'm I'm assuming this is mostly an Android. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Android I would, I would problem. So. so so Andy mentions of an app that basically works as a payday advance on your phone. I'm not sure what app that is. Can you, can you tell us what app that is so we can research it? So 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 are you talking about the app that you want to make or like is this oh. something that <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like a cool app that you know, but it sounds like that you would need a bunch of you'd have to be pretty liquid to like release something like that yeah <laughs> unless you partner yeah. with like hey i mean just do like our loan or something yeah, i don't they, know they take 30 percent why don't your app just take 30 percent that's how they make their yeah. money oh man context andy please context <laughs> you have any other news sir you want to jump into while we're waiting of course um so um speaking of android phones perfect segue um the pixel 2 has been out for a while um, and I'm assuming the Pixel 3 will be coming out this winter. But um, if you're in in the market for a solid phone with a really good camera, the first Pixel um has actually been dis- being discounted. Wow. Like okay, right now you can get a certified refurbished uh 128 gigabyte Pixel XL, which is the big one, on Amazon for about 300 bucks, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. It's a fantastic phone. Right now it looks like it's three seventeen seventy eight. And I mean, it's a, it's an awesome phone. I mean, you know, uh, let's see, $330 on B&H photo. So, you know, um, it's a, co- it's a couple years old, but it's still a really solid phone. I mean, you don't really need to upgrade your phone every year. <laughs> yeah, man. What, what, and, and are you okay? And I know you have this phone, but I'm going to say, are you okay with living in a thousand dollar priced phone world is 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 that something you're okay with um, of course most people don't pay a thousand dollars they find deals subsidies <clears throat> well uh, i found they, a subsidy i got yeah. two for that price so <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's not like i paid that for both like i got two phones they were two for one and um like that you know i wouldn't have i don't think i would have gotten the phone if for like regular price <laughs> but a thousand dollars for a phone is pretty crazy. Yeah, but this is coming from a guy who spent like over half that on a graphics card, so I might not be the right person to ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But phone prices are getting ridiculous. Uh, it's it's good to see when you have something something in that mid tier, which I think Pixel mostly has been. Uh, yeah. P- Pixel slash Nexus. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, get a deal. Looks like a good deal, man. Okay, so. Andy has provided us with said context, and he wasn't talking about a business idea. There's apparently <laughs> a nationwide – there's nationwide commercials for this app called Earnin. It says make any day payday. Get your paycheck anytime you want. Pay what you think is fair. 
Um, okay, this just sounds weird, but it was featured on Wired, like Life Hacker, New York Times, and NBC. Um, your life, wait no more. Get paid today for the hours you have already worked. Hmm. This just seems too good to be true. <laughs> but one thing I will say is I would just have to do some digging on this because really, no matter what kind of app it is, it really just depends on their privacy policies. So the thing that Eula, the thing that none of us ever read yeah. um, when you're installing something, it's a little simpler on a phone because it'll tell you basically, it'll it'll be like, what's the name of this? It'll be like, earning, earning, <laughs> excuse me, earning needs permission to look at your photos, read your email. It won't say read your email. It might just say something, scan or access or, you know, collect data from other apps. It might not even say email. Just be really careful about that part of it right before you install it. It'll be a set of permissions and it'll be like, this app needs to X, X and X. And if you see anything about data collection on there, I would be like, piss off. No, yeah. I'm not installing you. Yeah. So that's interesting. So be really <laughs> Check that app out. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm going to have to um look for that. <laughs> May have to use that. Let's hmm. use that, see? Let's talk like this. Okay. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah. Plug for earning there. <laughs> okay. No, um, moving on. Moving on. So, Gigabyte, uh, Singapore PC is a like Raspberry Pi on steroids with quad-core Intel CPU and dual LAN. So, Gigabit, the, okay. the PC mother- motherboard manufacturer, uh, seems to be coming out with something that's very similar to a Raspberry Pi is kind of what I'm gathering here. Yeah. So, last year they released a... Um, previous version of this um it, it was a dual core processor though um and basically like it says this is a raspberry pi on steroids this this is really literally just like a mini pc so like even if you look at the board you can see it has it has SATA slots it has i don't think it comes with ram so you actually have to buy ram to put into this and i don't know if it takes it looks like it has a a, a laptop dim slot so yeah like uh, yeah you basically, this is basically unlike a Raspberry Pi where there's kind of limited uses. You can you can install Raspbian on a Raspberry Pi, like use it as a regular PC. This is more like a PC motherboard. You see it's got a VGA port. It's got HDMI. It's got two LAN ports. It's got an audio jack. I mean, it's got, it's got freaking connectors for, uh, what is that? Is that USB? Like USB uh, motherboard um, headers. It's got. Sat I mean it's got everything that a normal PC would have. Yeah. Except the actual chipset is a SOC. Um it looks like it is a quad core Celeron that can boost up to two point two gigahertz, which is yeah. pretty pretty impressive. Um so like the reason I brought this up is because um I really, really like the idea of small form factor computers and if you're looking to get into that and maybe something like a Raspberry Pi is too intimidating for you because you really – if you're going to use Raspberry Pi, there's no Windows. It's like you're yeah, you're pretty much going to be using Linux or a Linux flavor or somebody's custom – like if you install something like MU Station to play all your old classic games, it's basically a flavor of Linux you know, with the software stacked on, on top of it. It's not – as user friendly as something like this, where you can get this built, you know, build you a little mini computer. And if you want to install Windows on it, you want to install Linux on it, you install whatever you want. Um, the only catch to this is it's it's <laughs> it's more powerful, but you pay a higher price. Like this is like two hundred bucks. 
Yeah, versus what sub a hundred for the Raspberry Pi. Yeah, I think the Pi three B plus is like thirty five bucks. So yeah, and I think like one of the biggest benefits of this is the the software chain that you're already used to if you're a Windows exactly. person. Um, exactly. You know, it, it seems like like you said, very very user friendly and pretty easy to get up and running. Uh, I currently have a smoke box that somebody gave me, like a cigarette smoke box. A cigar smoke box that I want to convert into like a PC case. So I think I might be looking at this. Hope the prices come down a bit. Yeah, I think this would be perfect for something like a home theater PC or and like it, the really cool thing that I like about it is if you look at that second picture, picture that's the heat sink for the whole thing. Um, It's kind of like the back of it. Ah, <laughs> nice. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's worth worth your time if you want to have a look. I just be- thought it was it. Yeah, and it looks to be about the size of an SSD. Um, yeah, solid state drive. So yeah, it's pretty freaking cool. Good stuff. Um, what else do we have? I think that's it. Is that it? Um, yeah. Oh, do you want to talk about your Reddit sto- story, and we'll be done. Oh yeah. So um, <clears throat> so um, if you peruse Reddit, you may have already seen this, but um, I was browsing today, and um, I noticed this. Oh, dang. I need to post it on a tech edition. Hang on. So basically, this guy ordered a monitor um, for his computer and uh, it was delivered by FedEx and he wasn't home. So apparently the FedEx person um, put it on his doorstep and they put his welcome mat on top of it, I guess, <laughs> to, to hide it from burglars. Yeah, because that's going to hide it from the criminals. <laughs> and it just looks utterly ridiculous. I mean, well, just, I guess it's a thought that counts. Like, at least he just didn't just throw it up there, but it's still pretty hilarious. Why, why waste your time? Why waste your time? There. Yeah. 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 It looks well, like it's a 27 inch high refresh. What's the yeah. weirdest place you've ever had a package put? <laughs> um, Nothing too weird. Not really. No, I can't really think of anything just ridiculous like this. Yeah, I don't think what I've about, had it. What about you? Uh, well, I mean, not weird. I've had them place it like on my patio on the side, which I'm more than happy for, for them to do because it's not like right sitting right in front of my door. Uh, but I've, what show was it? It's some show where the whole, I think the whole, it was like four or five episodes. The whole premise was the neighborhood watch and people stealing packages, which was pretty funny. <laughs> but yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, they're, we we need a better solution. I think we've talked about it before about um, putting packages in trunks and stuff like that. Um, yeah, Amazon has a trunk service, and they actually, I think they were doing a thing where they would have a key to your house, and uh, then the person that delivers your package could just open the door and find your, you know, you maybe you want to make a bologna sandwich in your underwear or something, and <laughs> they throw your door open and you're standing right there <laughs> slathering Miracle Whip on a piece of bread. <laughs> I got your package. Uh, it's your monitor. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I think there's no easy solution to this. One thing that would make sense, though, is if we had bigger mailboxes with locks on them, <laughs> I'd give them a key to like a, a mailbox. Or yeah, I mean, Not a mailbox or, or well, just man- a package. Or package box. You know how yeah. back in the day they had the ice box where the ice man would deliver the ice? Wait. You know? They did? 
maybe it was in, maybe that was in the house though. That's a horrible no, no, example you, because the icebox was in the house. Um, but yeah, you <laughs> could just have right, a big big box outside. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what they did. Like they they didn't have refrigerators. It was just they would bring you ice. I mean, to it, put it, in your ice box. That's why, yeah, ice box. And, and and it wouldn't have to be anything that you know. If somebody wants to steal something, they're going to steal it anyway. So I mean, like it seems like that's something they could do as part of your Amazon membership. We give you this. Big metal Just, container yeah. to, to put stuff in. You know? Actually, I have like on my on our front porch. I have this big box, this big plastic box. But I wouldn't mind putting a big metal <laughs> box out there and putting a lock on it. And like here, here's the key. Uh, you want to drop my stuff in there? I mean, I ordered some golf clubs a couple of days ago. And I'm really worried that they're just like not going to knock on the door and they're just going to leave them because USPS is going to be delivering it. Like, I'm uh, just worried because it's obviously not going to fit in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah it's obviously not going to fit in my mailbox. So I'm worried they're just going to like just leave them on my porch and yeah. not even ring the doorbell or something. I mean, myself, I'd rather they just leave it because I, because, I, OK, I'm in an apartment. So if they don't leave it, I have to go to the office and it'd be like two or three days later before I actually get it sometimes. So I'm like, just just leave it at my door. If they steal it, um, I'll figure it out. I've never had a package yeah. stolen yet. So hopefully that never happens. But should we talk about Andy's story here? <laughs> Andy said they put a package in my car once. The door was unlocked, but it was still creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that is that is pretty weird. Oh wow, wow! A sandwich like, is not a sandwich. Oh no, he's not. <laughs> Apparently, Andy's not a fan of Miracle Whip. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I like Miracle Whip. So I think that's gonna wrap it up, guys. Uh, thanks for all the people in the chat, Andy, Cal, that jumped in. Uh, thanks for joining us and your comments to make it a little bit more lively. So, guys, if you want to send us feedback, want us to talk about a t- particular topic, uh, please send feedback in to fans at techpedition.com. And uh, to find more about our podcast and everything we do, just go to techpedition.com. Anything you want to talk about a plug, man? Uh, not really. Uh, just uh, keep gaming, man. We'll see you next week. Very, very quick. Very, very quick. Very, very quick. Very, very quick. I can't, I can't beat that. <laughs> I just smells burnt and dusty. Hey guys, don't miss an episode of the Techpedition podcast. For more information, go to techpedition.com slash subscribe. T-E-C-H P-E-D-I-T-I-O-N dot com.